You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. This is No Credentials Required, covering sports around the mighty 518. Part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. Here is your host, Ryan McCarthy. Good morning, sports fans. Welcome to another edition of The Morning Cup, presented by No Credentials Required. We are brought to you by Belly Up Sports, an association locally in the capital region, New York, by Godzilla Media. Today's topics on the Morning Cup will be, are the Yankees and Mets headed to a Subway Series collision course in the World Series? We'll also talk about two different protests that have happened in the last week in Major League Baseball, and we'll do a new segment, which I'm going to do on Tuesdays, called Random Top 5 Ranked. Before continuing this episode, though, I just want to remind you to go to our social channels on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. It's NoCredsREQ, Facebook.com forward slash NoCredsREQ. And on YouTube, hit subscribe, hit the notification bell for when videos are released. On the podcast side, our home base is Spreaker, but you can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you podcast. Rate the podcast, five stars is optimal, and also leave a review because we may even read it on the air. So let's dive into today's primary topic which is, are the Yankees and Mets headed for a World Series collision course, a.k.a. America's worst nightmare because because of two New York franchises being in the World Series once again? So as of June 6th, the Yankees are 39-15, sitting on top of the American League East. The playoffs started today. They would be the number one seed in the American League. The Mets, meanwhile, are 37-19, also in first place in the, in the National League East, and the playoffs start today, they would be the number one seed in the National League. Now, the Yankees recently completed a six-game homestand, which, 
in which they went a perfect 6-0, which included not one, but two flirtations with a perfect game. Last week, the Mets swept a homestand with the Washington Nationals. They outscored the Nationals 28-5 in a three-game sweep. They also split a series with the Dodgers when they traveled out west to L.A. to Chavez Ravine. They lost the first two games, but they won the next two games including a game on Sunday in which they stormed back from a 4-0 deficit to beat the Dodgers in 10 innings, 5-4. Let's compare these two teams on offense. On offense, both teams are hitting the ball very, very well. The Yankees lead the league in total home runs with 80 home runs, 20 of them by Aaron Judge alone. He's in a contract here, so yeah, he's going he's gonna to mash. And the Mets lead the entire major leagues with a 264 batting average. Pitching-wise, again... Both teams have been very effective in their pitching. The Yankees lead the major leagues with a 2.74 ERA, and the Mets sit 7th in total ERA with a 3.59 ERA. The Mets, meanwhile, lead the majors with 9 shutouts, while the Yankees have 8. So it appears that, at least statistically, both teams are headed for a collision course for the World Series. But let's curb our enthusiasm for just a moment. Yankees fans and Mets fans, it's only June. It's only the beginning of June. The long season, unfortunately, it's a long season, 162 games. <laughs> and we have lots and lots of baseball to be played. We haven't even reached the all-star break, and we haven't even reached the trade deadline. So there's lots of baseball to be played between now and October when the playoffs start. Let's also not forget there's an expanded playoff starting this season with eight teams playing in a best-of-three wildcard, then a best-of-five divisional series, and finally the championship series and world series, which are each seven games. So between now and then, it's going to be interesting to see if the Yankees and the Mets can continue this pace. Both teams are running away with their divisions right now. Stranger things have happened. Remember back in 95 when the Anaheim Angels blew a 10-plus game lead with two months to go in the season and the Seattle Mariners went up winning that division, going on to the Divisional Series and eventually the League Championship Series where they would fall to the Cleveland Indians. So lots of baseball between now and then. I know in seasons past, the Yankees have had the injury bug hit them hard. It's hitting them again, but it's not as... It's more sporadic. It's more spread out uh, in terms of uh, the injury bug. And for the Mets, Jared DeGrom, I believe he comes back soon after his shoulder fracture. So he's going to be in the pitching lineup for the Mets soon, which is going to make the Mets pitching staff even better. Their starting pitching is going to be even better than it is now with Scherzer and with Max Scherzer and Carlos Carrasco in the lineup. So lots of baseball to be played. I don't see a scenario where... Either team can't make the World Series. So for everyone else in the nation, I'm sorry. <laughs> and for uh, uh, our fans in Toronto, I'm very sorry. That it could be the possibility of a Subway Series. The Mets just seem to need a kick in the butt, and I think Buck Showalter is doing a great job of doing that. On the flip side, Aaron Boone is having a better year managerially than what was expected of him. A lot of Yankee fans, including myself, had very low expectations of him coming into this season, especially after getting a contract extension awarded to him after the end of last season. So, makes me seem lots of baseball left to be played. A Subway Series for me would be personally pretty awesome, but again, we'll see in October. All right, it's going to take us to our first commercial break for InTheClutch.com. When we come back, we'll talk about Major League Baseball protests. 
In the clutch features the best and officially licensed MLBPA and MLSPA clothing. In the clutch features teams from every city like New York, Boston, Philadelphia, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, and more. It also features designs for every league, including Major League Baseball, the National Football League, the NBA, and the NHL. Plus, check out exclusive collections as well as vintage wear. Head to intheclutch.com, enter promo code NOCREDS at checkout for 10% off your order. And thanks to intheclutch.com for being an affiliate with no credentials required. So let's talk about some protests that have been happening in Major League Baseball over the last couple weeks. Last week, San Francisco Giants manager Gabe Kapler wrote on his personal blog following the tragic shooting in Uvalde, Texas, that he would not come up for the national anthem until, quote, the direction of the country changed. Uh, He wrote on his personal blog, quote, when I was the same age as the children in Uvalde, my father taught me to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance when I believed my country was representing its people well or to protest and say seated when it wasn't. I don't believe it's representing us well right now. End quote. On Sunday, five players from the Tampa Bay Rays elected not to wear uniforms with the Rays alternate logo, which sported the LGBT flag colors. Pitcher Jason Adams spoke on behalf of his teammates who elected not to wear the colors by stating, quote, a lot of it comes down to faith, to like a faith-based decision. So it's a hard decision because ultimately, ultimately we all said what we want is them to know that we are all welcome and loved here. But when we put it on our bodies, I think a lot of guys decided that it's just a lifestyle that maybe not that they look down on anybody or think differently. It's just that maybe we don't want to encourage it if we believe in Jesus, who encourages, who's encouraged us to live a lifestyle that would abstain from that behavior, just like Jesus encourages me as a heterosexual male to abstain from sex outside the confines of marriage. It's no different, unquote. Now, depending on which side of the political aisle you're on, and by no means am I trying to make this a political podcast, it's the last thing I want to do. But even if you don't support what Kapler is doing or what some of the members of the Rays are doing, they all have the right to peacefully protest, as is their First Amendment rights. You can call them closed-minded. You can call them unpatriotic. You can call them bigots. You can call them whatever you want. But guess what? They still have that right. It's in our Constitution. It's in the First Amendment to peacefully protest. Now, in the case of Kapler, you, you can't force him to take part in the National Anthem after, after a tragic event where he doesn't think the country is going the direction that he's doesn't believe in. And in the case of the Rays, you can't coerce them to wear a symbol they don't support because it goes against their religion. You can, again, you can disagree with them all you want, but you cannot extinguish their right to speak out in protest. Now, I, I shared a meme a couple days ago on my personal Twitter account. I also shared it on my Facebook page, and it's a meme of Gary Oldman, he was being interviewed by Vanity Fair, I want to say, a few years ago. And he said, he was asked a question about disagreements and 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 blocking people, I guess. And he said, he had to say this, and I think it's the best way to describe the situation. He says, just because, just because I disagree with you, that does not mean I hate you. We have to learn that in our society. And I think when we see a headline... Or read a story that kind of gets our gets us amped up, and we see the title and we think, "Oh, that's just the worst thing that ever happened." And you read as to why they protested or or they made a decision they made. 
we think, oh, okay, well, I disagree with them, but they have the right to say it. If we put our political biases aside for a moment and we recognize, hey, these people have the right to say what they please if they're asked a question or they decide not to wear something that is opposite of the representation they have in their heart, that's completely, that's that's fine. And we should keep, and we should treat them as fine. We shouldn't want to ban them from society because when someone says something and we disagree with them, immediately we want to shut them off. We want to ban them from social media. We want to ban them from society. We want to have them fire from their jobs, fire their, fire them from their jobs, make them complete, make them feel completely unwelcome in our society. And social media has a lot to do with that. Unfortunately, when we see or we read something or we hear something, we need to really step, take a step back and check in our hearts at what am I angry about? What am I angry about? Is this a me problem or is this a disagreement I have, but there may be some misunderstanding or some context missing. So I'm just going to leave it at that. So as I said, I don't agree with what Kapler is doing, but he has a right to say it. And you may not agree with what some of the Tampa Bay Rays are standing for, but they have the right to choose not to wear a, a particular flag on their body. That's the freedom of our country. That's the that's the great thing from our country. All right, so we're going to take this quick word from Mohawk Honda. We'll be back in just a second with random top five ranked. This spring is the perfect time to get top dollar for your trade-in with the Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer. Same day check in your hand the day you trade in your vehicle. The new vehicle inventory continues to roll in at Mohawk Honda. To follow the newest vehicles coming in, follow Mohawk Honda on their Facebook and Twitter pages, as well as MohawkHonda.com. All of Mohawk Honda's sales and leasing consultants will work with you to find the best vehicle for your budget and lifestyle. Visit Mohawk Honda on Freeman's Bridge Road in Glenville, New York this spring. Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. I want to thank Mohawk Honda for being a partner with all of our podcasts at Godzilla Media. Next thing we're going to talk about is the last segment of the Morning Cup. is something I'm going to do every Tuesday. It's a random top five rank. I asked my Belly Up family about some random top five rank lists I can do on Tuesday, and I got a myriad of responses. I won't reveal all of them here, but my first top five ranked will be my top personal athletes that I hate to love, also known as begrudgingly respect. So at number five, number five is David Ortiz. And as a Yankee fan from about 2004 going forward, actually 2003 going forward, I dreaded when David Ortiz came up to the plate because you knew he could turn the ball game around with just one swing. He did that to the Yankees in 2004 off my guy Mo Rivera and was always clutching the playoffs ever since. But the one thing I admired about Ortiz was that he always played with passion and joy and I happen to love athletes who play with passion and joy. Regardless of the sport. Could be hockey, could be football, could be baseball, could be pro wrestling. If you if you do your thing with passion and with joy, I admire you for it. So this is why that's why I begrudgingly respect David Ortiz. Number four, Larry Bird. Growing up, I learned to hate most things Boston because I'm from New York. I watched New York teams growing up. And as a New York fan, whether it be the Yankees or the Jets, I happen to learn how to hate 
Boston sports. And I always loved Magic Johnson, the Los Angeles Lakers growing up. So whenever Larry Bird and Magic Johnson faced off in the playoffs when the Celtics and Lakers would play, I root for Magic. But it wasn't until the 1992 Summer Olympics that I really, truly came to appreciate basketball Jesus. And later when he became a coach and executive with the Indiana Pacers, I appreciated him even more. And part of the reason was because aside from being a fantastic trash talker, he had a killer instinct. If you watch that ESPN miniseries, that three-part series, Lakers and Celtics, about how the Lakers and Celtics have hated each other since the 1960s, throughout the 1980s, and a little bit in the 2000s, I could say. I didn't realize how much of a true cold-blooded killer on the court Larry Bird was. And I had to learn to appreciate that. I learned to appreciate that. So he's, he's number four on my personal top athletes I hate to love. Number three, Jerry Rice. Growing up in the 80s and 90s, one of the New York Giants' biggest obstacles come playoff time was the San Francisco 49ers. And it seemed like every year these two teams would meet for an epic battle, whether it be in the playoffs or whether it be in the regular season. And Rice would often be the target of Bill Belichick's defensive schemes during those really epic battles. But Rice always seemed to find a way to kill the New York Giants. In some way, he'd find a way to kill them. We all rooted against the Niners in those days because, as I learned from a young age, we we hate greatness. <laughs> we hate greatness. For some reason, nowadays, we all have come to hate greatness. But you have to appreciate Jerry Rice's greatness. He was the fastest to 100 touchdowns in NFL history. He has the most receptions, the most receiving touchdowns, the most receiving yards in NFL history. And you got to admire that greatness. You absolutely positively have to admire that greatness. And again, it's number three of my athletes I loved to hate. Number two, Barry Bonds. You say, wait, Barry Bonds? Yes, Barry Bonds. When I was in high school, I knew a kid that I could not stand. And he was a Pittsburgh Pirates fan. And Barry Bonds just happened to be a Pittsburgh Pirate, as was Bobby Bonilla at the time. And I couldn't stand the Pittsburgh Pirates, and therefore I couldn't stand Barry Bonds. And his teams always seemed to win the National League East, especially in the early 90s. But I couldn't stand him because I couldn't stand the way he was just so cocky, and he was arrogant, and he was just really cranky and cantankerous against the against the media, and, and it seemed like other fans too. Uh, when he went to the New York Giants, I still, still really couldn't stand him because he was somewhat the opposite of what... David Ortiz was in the early 2000s. But even throughout his growth as a player, and even the juice ball era, Bond still remained great. He still had one of the sweetest swings in baseball, could hit for power, could steal bases, could hit for average too. I mean, he there were years where he hit 50 home runs and still maintain a 300 average. And I don't think steroids had anything to do with that. And I believe he should still be in the Baseball Hall of Fame just based on his records of... Most home runs in a season, most home runs over a lifetime in, in, in Major League Baseball. You can hate him for his cockiness, you can hate him for his arrogance, you can hate him for the way he treated, he would answer questions in the media, but you have to admire his greatness. The number one player I hate to love, 
is Tom Brady. You saw this coming. <laughs> you saw this coming. As a New York Jets fan, when he was a New York England Patriot, I absolutely hated his, hated his guts. Hated his guts. Now, I just want to ask you a question. Have you ever heard of the story about the wolf on the hill? They always say the wolf on the hill is never as hungry as the wolf climbing the hill. Even though Tom Brady has been the wolf on the top of the hill for the better part of two decades, his mentality is that of the wolf climbing the hill. He still has that chip on his shoulder from being drafted in the sixth round in the 2000, uh, 2001 NFL draft. And here's the thing that kind of allowed me to hate to love him. Is that after the Patriots and he couldn't hurt me anymore as a Jets fan until last this past season, his personality actually showed. You actually found a, come to find out Tom Brady has a personality. When he was with the Patriots, he did not have a personality. <laughs> so he leaves New England. He goes to Tampa Bay, and his personality was actually allowed to shine, whether it be in the media, whether it be in commercials or on social media. He's now somehow likable. And that's, again, that's an athlete that I absolutely positively hate to love, but I had to admire Tom Brady's pivot from a guy who was just all business all the time to now a guy who is a good father of all in any indication off the field. He's a good father and he's got a personality and he shows it on social media. So likable guy hate to love him, but he's number one on my list. Just like a lot of people's lists when it comes to football or sports, he's number one on this list. All right, so before we close things out on this edition of Morning Cup, I just want to give you a heads up for tomorrow and Thursday. There will be no edition of the Morning Cup. And the reason why is because I'll be releasing my Canadian Football League previews. Yes, I am that much of a dork that I'm going to release Canadian Football League previews. I got the chance to interview podcasters and creators for all nine CFL teams. We talked about their team for the 2022 season. Interviews between 10 and 20 minutes each. The East Division will be released on Wednesday, and the West Division will be released on Thursday. So no Morning Cup editions on Wednesday or Thursday. You will get one on Friday, though. Before we sign off, just want to remind you about our social media channels on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, NoCredsREQ, Facebook.com forward slash NoCredsREQ on YouTube. Subscribe, hit the notification bell for when videos are released. And speaking of those CFL previews, all nine interviews with those podcasters and creators will be up on the YouTube page individually. And also, I just want to tell you about the other podcasts offered on both Belly Up Media and Godzilla Media. On Belly Up Media, check out The Sports Stove with Vince Stover as he talks about national headlines as well as The Local Hour featuring Eastern Kentucky University sports. And on Godzilla Media, check out Sports with a T and a Z hosted by Taylor Lattimore and Bryce Linsky. I've known these guys since I was an intern at ESPN Radio back in the day. Go out, check out their stuff. They talk NBA, they talk NFL, they talk Major League Baseball, entertaining stuff. Go check them out. I'm Ryan McCarthy, and I'm the host of No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you on Friday. Music courtesy of Joseph McDade. Check him out and support his music at patreon.com forward slash Joseph McDade. 
Be sure to rate, share, and subscribe on multiple podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Spreaker. No Credentials Required is a Belly Up Sports Podcast Network production in association with Godzilla Media. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Here at the Container Store, we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full of them. That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom alpha space. From closets and pantries to playrooms, offices, and garages, you can transform any area with alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. Our design specialists will design your space for free. Get ready to discover your new happy place at the Container Store. Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design.